This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, get sitting tight for this one. Today, I'm taking you on some spooky, frill-laden stories through r slash let's not meet. These are always good. Make sure you got your tea and your popcorn and come with me if you're brave enough. And let's get cracking today with our first story, which is from RedClock0413. Creep has been stalking my house for almost a year tried breaking in two weeks ago. So I'm a 23-year-old female. I live in a townhouse with my two children, two and six months old. My fiancé did live with us until two weeks ago, when I caught him trying to fuck other women and made him move out. That's important to the story. I'm a stay-at-home mum, and when he did live with us, my ex worked evenings. Let me set the scene. We live in a tiny town in northern Pennsylvania. My line of townhouses sits in front of a big field that runs to a line of woods. As far as I'm aware, these woods stretch for at least a few miles, and I am not aware of any houses in there or any roads that lead through them. My living room has three windows that look to the field, and my bedroom on the second floor only has one window that faces that way as well. People do tend to walk their dogs back in the field, and the kids sometimes play back there, but I rarely ever see anyone close to my house. For that reason, I tend to leave my blinds and curtains open, because I guess I just enjoy the view. So in July 2019, I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep. All of the lights were off, but I had my window and blinds open since it was so warm. I was looking out the window, and I noticed small red and white lights just just outside i got up and looked to realize that the lights were coming from a drone i ran downstairs to where my fiance of the time was sitting in the living room and ran to the window i told him what i saw but of course when he went to look it was gone i was paranoid that the drone could have had a camera on it and somehow was watching me with it I kept my blinds closed for a while after that. Fast forward to January of this year. I guess I stupidly got comfortable and assumed that whoever was flying the drone was a one-time creep. My blinds were open and I'd just gotten out of the shower. I was sitting on my bed, pretty much naked except for my underwear, scrolling on my phone when out the corner of my eye, I saw lights again out of the dark window. It was that damn drone again. I ran out of the room and waited for a few minutes. I peeked back into my room and it was gone. 
I quickly shut my blinds and got dressed. Honestly, I felt sick at how stupid I was to leave my window open again, especially when I was practically naked. Now for the really disturbing part. My two-year-old son and I were out in the field two weeks ago, three days after I kicked out my boyfriend playing ball. I had my six-month-old strapped to me in a baby carrier. Probably about a half hour after we'd been out there, I heard a slight whirring noise coming towards us. I looked up and saw that damn drone flying towards us. I looked around and didn't see anyone. It stopped right over us. I freaked and grabbed my son and dragged him into the house, looking back at the tree line every so often as we went. I knew they had to be hiding in there. I went inside, closed the blinds, and called my mum and told her about the situation. She told me to just keep an eye out. I said I would. My son likes to line his toys up along the windowsill, so I figured it wouldn't hurt to open them just an inch or so. A little while later, after we ate dinner and it was almost dark, I was feeding my six-month-old and my son was playing. He was standing over by the window, lining up his toys. He started saying, Dada, Dada. I assumed he was just missing his father and dismissed him by saying he was going to see him that weekend. He kept saying, Dada, Dada, though. I looked up and saw him pointing to the window under the little gap the blinds didn't cover. I froze. I remembered that he calls any man with facial hair Dada because it reminds him of his father. But there was no way someone would be bold enough to actually come up to my window. Not when my neighbors are literally right there. Anyone could see them. But there aren't any lights back there, so unless someone actually steps out of their house, I guess nobody would see them. Maybe it was my ex? But he should be at work at that time. I ran to the window and moved my son. I didn't want to lift the blinds, but honestly, I was sure it had to be the person who had been creeping on me for the past year, and I wanted to see who it was. I pushed the blinds up and was looking at a man who I definitely had never seen before, crouching in front of me. He was bold with a mustache and a goatee. I have no idea how old he was. He could have been anywhere from 30 to 50. When he saw me, he smiled and stood up. I yelled and told him to fuck off and that I was calling the cops. He just stood there, smiling at me like some freak. I was about to close the blinds when he said something I couldn't hear. I told him to leave again, and he said louder this time, I just want to talk to you. I shook my head no, and yelled the same thing. He started slapping his hands on the window, yelling, no, 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 over and over. I grabbed my phone, scared he was going to try and break in. I dialed 911. My kids were crying from the yelling, and I felt on the verge of tears. I told the operator what was going on. The whole time I was on the phone, the man was pounding at my window, screaming now. He was yelling all kinds of nonsense, and I only caught some of it. He said he's been watching me for months. I'm beautiful. He wants me to come with him. He'll kill my children if I don't. The operator told me to go into an upstairs room and hide until the police arrive. My town doesn't have a police department, so we rely on the state police. 
She said it would be about 20 minutes, but to stay on the phone with her. The man was practically punching my window now and was just screaming like a maniac. I was about to grab my kids and run upstairs when I heard someone else screaming. The man bolted. I looked out and saw my neighbor and his girlfriend. I opened the window and my neighbor said that he heard the man, so he ran around the building. He said when the guy heard him, he ran back to the woods and disappeared into the tree line. They said they also called the police. I thanked them a hundred times. The police arrived ten minutes later. They did a quick search around the buildings and in the trees, but obviously didn't find anything. I've been super paranoid since and stayed at my parents a few nights after it happened. I don't know why that guy targeted me or why he waited so long to do something. I'm just happy my neighbors were there to intervene, or who knows what would have happened. So to the creep who's been stalking me and my family for the last year, I genuinely hope we never ever meet again. Wow, Jesus, can you imagine that? You live in a remote rural area, woods all around, and you look out the window and there's just a drone flying there, looking at you in your underwear. Our next story is from Diana. Let's not meet again, mountain hunters. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, my wife and I backpack and hike a lot. The more remote the place, the better. In 2015, my wife and I were in Bitterroot Wilderness in Montana. We'd been out for two weeks on a hundred mile route, finding trails we kind of connected together on a few topo maps to make a loop. We had only seen one other person, Tom. We met him on our second day in, and his last day out. He told us he hadn't seen or ran into anyone out there, so as far as we all knew, we were going to be alone out there. He told us hunting season was weeks away, but there might be scouts out. To be very careful with our food, where we eat, and our scent, because it's bear country, and he had seen a few, and even one with cubs. He also mentioned that he had heard cougars in the distance, but that we should be okay as long as we stick together. We camped together that night and the next morning we thanked him for his company, all the info, and parted ways. For two weeks we hiked, saw some cool vistas, swam, saw and heard wildlife, and all the stuff you'd expect to see in the country. We didn't really think about Tom again after a few days out and hadn't seen anyone. We took the thought of being alone for granted and let our guard down. As far as other people were concerned, we were all alone out there. 
We are in our last few days out, winding the trip down, sauntering back to the trailhead, just taking it all in. We find a nice flat tent site, make a fire, some dinner, hang our food bag and walk back to our tent for the night and pass a good night's sleep. The next morning, as backpackers do, we break camp as early as possible, get some breakfast and coffee into us. But before we leave camp, I needed to drop a deuce. So I ventured away from the tent site to find a suitable spot. As soon as I'm walking around to find a place to dig my cat hole, I come up on a lumped up thing looking like a bush. I was not expecting to run into anyone out there, as we'd only seen one other person early on, and no one else since. I wasn't paying attention, I was looking for somewhere to shit and not looking out for people. These two are in a camo blind type of wrap. I didn't realize that they were there, and they didn't hear or realize that I walked up on them till the last goddamn minute when I was right on top of them tripping over one of their legs. They scared the shit out of me. I scared the shit out of them. When I hit the guy's leg, I startled him. He kind of jumped up, knocking their blind off for a big reveal. The guy that was on his knees has a dick in his hand, apparently blowing the other guy that's up against a tree. Now, the guy on his knees is looking at me dead in the eye with a look of, what the fuck, who are you? Ah, fuck, I'm caught. My sight is going back and forth from hunter, dick, hunter, dick, hunter, dick. The guy standing yells at me, what the fuck are you doing, man? They scramble, one trying to stand, the other pulling up his pants. All the while, both are fighting the fucking blind that's wrapped in between them. Me, in disbelief of what I just came up on, just stood there for what felt like forever. I stumbled over my words to find an apology and blurt out, Uh, nothing, guys? Sorry? Have fun? And turned back to my camp in an almost run. They yelled out to me to stop, but I didn't. Fucking longest 200-yard sprint ever. Got back to camp. My wife looked at me and instantly knew something had happened and asked what's up. I told her to grab our stuff and we hurried out of there without a word. About half an hour to an hour later of sprint hiking, we had to stop. I still hadn't taken a dump and I had to go. So we took a spur trail to break, snack and tell her what happened. She told me she was worried and that I scared her. She was scared the whole time, thinking I had been chased by a bear or a cougar or something and it was after us. I told her, nah, nothing like that, that it was just two hunters hiding out, blowing each other. We talked a bit about it. She asked if I thought they'd look for us. I told her I didn't think so, that they probably left after being caught. She asked if they were upset. I said, yeah, they yelled at me, wanting to know what the fuck I was doing, if we should just make it back to the car and leave. I said, no, 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 let's, let's wait them out just in case they're up on the trailhead waiting for us. Like I said, we'd been out for about two weeks now and we have been marking our way back in a less than a day's hike from the trailhead at this point. So they must have gone out after being caught, right? After a while of talking it over, we kind of just chuckled it off and hiked onto the creek where we're going to camp for the night. We made camp on the trail in a nice outcrop with no incident. Next morning, we wake up, break camp, do our morning routine, and hike out to the trailhead. With that, we're not really thinking of the two hunters anymore. Well, 
As we get to the trailhead, we meet two ladies that had been prepping breakfast and now cleaning up. As we're walking to the parking lot, they chat us up with the usual backcountry questions of how long have we been out, how many miles did we do, did we see any bears, what did we eat? Then, almost at the same time, one lady offered up some of their leftover food, as the other gal started yelling, Hey hubby, these two have just been hiking on the same trail as you and so-and-so were just out on yesterday. But they were out for two weeks. Bring some of that food and juice. Hubby pokes his head out their camper and says hi. Lo and behold, it's the fucking hunter that was against the tree. His smile faded as quick as his face turned white, then to an angry look when he realized who he's looking at. Then his buddy the giver turns the damn corner from their trailer to see me standing there. I felt the blood drain from my body, and this guy's face turns from happy-go-lucky to disbelief and fear at the sight of me. The wife then asks if we happened on their husband out there, as they were out scouting for game yesterday. As I'm stumbling on my words, they are darting their looks from me to themselves. Before I can say anything, my wife answers, Yes, we'd love some real food. No, we hadn't seen anyone. You guys are the first in two weeks. The wife turns to the hunters and says, You guys must have had a real good hiding spot. Cheese and fucking rice. I think both the hunters and me had a mini fucking heart attack. One of the guys just gives a nod. My wife and I graciously take their pancakes. And fucking sausages of all goddamn things. I can see both hunters quietly talking to each other, staring over at me every once in a while. I'm doing my best to avoid the situation by packing up the car. While my wife is thanking the hunters' wives for the food, both fucking hunters, with sidearms on their hips, come up to me with a beer. The one that was on the tree kind of pushed into my chest and asked if I'd seen anything out there. My heart freaking stopped. I again stumbled over my words. Oh, other than, uh, some wild animals. No, nothing worth writing home about. Yeah, we didn't see much either. But we are really surprised you didn't hear us last night walk through your camp. Be careful. You never know what can happen out here in the middle of the woods. After a few seconds, the other one just smirks and they turn to leave with a have a safe trip home. I wasn't sure what was going to happen in that moment, so I was psyching myself up for a fight. I was kind of shooken up as they were leaving the trailhead. My wife asked if I was okay and if those were the guys I'd saw. My reply was, yep, what the fuck do you think, babe? And then asked what they said to me. I told her I thought I was going to have to fight them, but that they just gave me a beer to buy my silence. I didn't mention the passive-aggressive threat they made about walking through our camp. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed that. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. So, until then, take care, and I'll see you over there. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.